the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know, you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender Shalom. of Shalom. When revival hits, as I said the past couple weeks, the first thing you want to do is share your faith. But are you prepared? A lot of people say they are. But when you ask them questions, all of a sudden, crickets, right? Let's talk about this today. Let's pray first. Avinu Malkinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you, Lord. And we're asking today, once again, as this is close to your heart, that you would really anoint this time so that people would be encouraged and be strengthened so that they can share who you are to a dark and dying world. So, Father, we're asking for more of you and less of us so that we can have you in us and receive what you have for us. We bless you, we praise you, and honor you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, once again, I, I pray that this program ministers to you and that you'd consider a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. Feel free to call our office, 813 813- Eight three one five six seven three, or go to our website heartofmessiah.org. I appreciate your prayerful support and your financial involvement. Also, uh, you can find my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube. Our services are on Friday night and Saturday morning, and are on Facebook Live. And our Tuesday prayer meeting at six thirty is also broadcasted. On Facebook Live. We'd love for you to join us. Uh, We'd love for you to visit one of our congregations, especially with pre believing Jewish friends. So currently we are open at St. Pete and Tampa and Wesley Chapel, and we have a Spanish speaking congregation called Conexion, which also is in Wesley Chapel. So please check our Shoresh David website for times and locations. Okay, let's get right into it, right? (laughs) The three things, by the way, I'd like to offer you. Number one, a prayer guide for prayer and fasting, a little booklet. Secondly, a whole packet of information on how to share your faith. And third, I have a friend who's Jewish, the book. Okay, so all of these are free. We, again, love for you to help us out financially, but even if you can't, 
They're still free for you. We can send them to you. We can email them to you, whatever you prefer. Once you are super excited about God, you're going to want to continuously share your faith. And last week we talked about um, studying to be ready to share your faith. And the curriculum, so to speak, is number one, to uh, your approach. Number two, your delivery, both of which I think we handled a little bit last week. Thirdly, your content, which is going to be this week. And then fourth, the close. So today, we'll focus on content. How do you answer some of the difficult questions from Scripture? You might want to take notes, or you might want to ask for our handouts, or you might just want to listen to this teaching a few times, because it's going to be filled, filled. So, I'll try and insert, remember the feel felt, found method we talked about last week. I understand how you feel. Many people have felt the same way, and they have found. Now, understand that I might not use those words, but I'm going to use the same kind of concept. So let's get right into it. We're going to share right this week all our scriptures from the Hebrew Bible, meaning the Old Covenant, all right? And we're going to talk about Yeshua, Jesus, right? But before we do that, the first question people ask or they object is, can you trust the Bible? Wasn't it written by man? And so how do you answer that? Well, boy, I certainly understand how you feel because how can we trust a document that was started I mean, it was written like four and five thousand years ago, and and uh, and we're you know. So how can you trust that? Well, the answer, you know, that many people will would agree with you on that. By the way, and but they seem to see that there is something different about this book than any other book that was ever written. Are you open to finding out what that is? Yeah? Okay. Well, Scripture is not only accurate, but it's prophetic. And the fact that we are 5,000 years from the beginning of the writing of this Scripture is the amazing part, that it can still be used and seen today and be just as authoritative. So let's see how I can say that, because that's really an important question that you've brought up. Let's take Isaiah 11 and 11, 11 and 12. It says this, It will also come about in that day that my Lord will again redeem a second time with his hand the remnant of his people who remain. And then it talks a little more, and then it says, He will lift up a banner for the nations and assemble the dispersed of Israel, and gather the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Now, this was written before there was any exile. So it was written roughly in 700 uh, BCE, and the first dispersion or the first exile 
is the Babylonian exile. So it, was, it says that we were going to be redeemed twice. So that means we have to be exiled twice, right? And so the first dispersion, the first exile was in 598, a hundred years after Isaiah lived. Is that amazing? And then, you know, if you know your scripture, 70 years later, we came back. Now, the second dispersion happened in 70 AD. And in, in this particular dispersion or this exile, we were exiled to all the other countries. And that's really very important because God says that when we come back, we'll come back from all the other countries. And it took 2,000 years for that prophecy to come about. In 1948, Israel became a nation and Jewish people came back to the land of Israel. Does that put goosebumps on your arms? You see the miraculous part of Scripture? Let me, let me say it this way. If I asked you today to tell me something about Jewish people in 2,000 years, do you think you would get it right? And, and, and then I'd ask you to write it down, and in 2,000 years, they're going to check up on you and see, okay? This is the miracle of it. It happened twice. It happened first in the Babylonian exile, and then they were exiled. They went into diaspora in 70 AD and also actually in 135, roughly, for, you know, in the rebellion. Uh, and so we see here that they come back. 2,000 years later, and by the way, it was called the Karbach. Yes. What, what was that um, it was called? Okay, we'll get back to that. But the second, so they came back 1948, 2,000 years approximately later. So this shows you the, the authenticity and the, the, uh, the, excellence of Scripture and, and why we can trust it. Let, let's look at another one. Uh, you know, Scripture says that our earth was round long before Columbus, obviously. We see again in Isaiah 40, verses 21-22, it says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth he sits above the circle of the earth. Now, this is explaining that the earth is a circle. And around the time of Columbus, everybody was saying, you're going to fall off the earth if you take this trip, right? Because it's, it's not a circle, it's flat. And Columbus, I believe, knew his scripture and took God at his word. And so th this is another example. But another example, which it's not just one or two, but literally 50 or 60 examples, is the understanding that a Messiah would come, and there were certain qualities about this Messiah that were prophetic, that had to be accomplished in order for him to truly be who he says he was. 
So one example was the fact that Jewish people, for the most part, don't believe that God has a plural nature. And yet, in the very beginning of Genesis, Genesis 1-2, it talks about the Spirit of God moving. That God created, but the Spirit of God was moving over the waters, right? And, and so we see that there is an understanding right there of God the Father, or the Creator, and God the Spirit. And we see it other places, like Genesis one twenty six. Then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And it says, our. And Deuteronomy 6.4, which is the, the, the most known scripture, probably, in the Bible for Jewish people. Deuteronomy 6.4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now, one in Hebrew is achad in, in this particular verse. That's the plural form. If they wanted to say singular, it would have been yachid. Or in Isaiah 6.8, Then I heard the voice of the Adonai saying, Whom shall I send? And whom will go for us? So he, I said, Hineni, send me. Who will go for us? So we see three examples. Now, it's important to have more than one example when you're explaining something to people because, you know, we can argue any scripture. And we can say, well, the context is this, and it really means that, and, you know. But when you build up a number of scriptures saying similar type things, then it's really, really important to see that this is the thread that God has put in the Bible for us to understand. So we see, as an example, uh, you know, a virgin will will bear a son, and Jewish people will, will say, Isaiah 7, 14, uh, it says, Behold, the virgin will conceive when she is giving birth to a son. She will call his name Emmanuel, God with us. And Jewish people will say, well, I'm not sure I really believe that. And, um, and well, that's up to you. That You know, this is Scripture. It's, it's not me who's saying this. This is God who's saying it. And the question is, did it happen? <laughs> did it happen? And we know from history, as well as the Bible, that it did happen. So we see, as an example, that you know, Jewish people saying, well, I don't believe God has a son. Well, God's son is part of the Godhead. But even if you don't believe it as a Jew, you say, well, look, in Proverbs 30, verse 4, who has gone up into heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in the palm of his hand? Who has wrapped the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? 
And what is the name of his son, if you know? Well, that seems to be fairly clear, right? That was Proverbs 30, verse 4. Psalm 2, verse 7 is, I will declare the decree of Adonai. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. We see that the Messiah had to be born in Bethlehem, Micah 5, 1. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, least among the clans of Judah, for you will come out to me only to be ruler in Israel, one whose goings forth are from of old, from days of eternity. So we get so much information there that the Messiah had to be born in Bethlehem, which Yeshua was. And one day he would be ruler in Israel, and whose going forth is from old, from days of eternity, eternity without a beginning and an end. That could only be God in the flesh, deity. A child will be described as God. It says it here in the Hebrew Scriptures. Isaiah 9, 5, and 6. And this is so interesting. I I mean, we could take the whole time just talking about this scripture. Let me read it. For to us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, my Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and shalom, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it through justice and righteousness from now until forevermore. The zeal of Adonai Tzivaot, the Lord of hosts, will accomplish this. Well, you're familiar with this verse at the very least if you know Handel's Messiah, right? Uh, And probably, without knowing it, that the whole concept of Messiah was introduced to me through that musical work. But at any rate, um, you know, so it says here that uh, that his name will be called, in Hebrew, it's Pele Yoez El Gibor Abiyad Sa Shalom. Now, interesting enough, in the... Jewish Publication Society translation, which is used in America, and and until recently it was used probably through the 80s, this translation was used. And it, it was published in 1917. Now, in the entire translation, which obviously is from Hebrew to English, um, it, you read English. When it comes to this verse... You don't read English. This verse says, For a child is born unto us, a son is given unto us, and the government is upon his shoulder, and his name is called Pele Yoes El Gibor Abiyad Sa Shalom. Why did they put Hebrew in there? <laughs> it's because people don't know the translation and And this is too messianic for them? I don't know what the reason was. But all I know is all of their scriptures did this. All of them. 
And uh, I just find this very interesting. Look, this scripture is amazing. You're talking about a, a, a child who's going to be called Mighty God, and he's going to be called Father of Eternity, and he's going to be called Prince of Peace. I mean, if you don't believe in the Bible, how can you not believe something written? Uh, well, this in this case, Isaiah was written, what, uh, probably 700 years before Yeshua? This is amazing. And and so it's it's really hard to refute th- that scripture is so clear. You know, and there's even one place and there might be more, but there's even one place where I see the triune nature of God in the Hebrew scriptures. So write this one down, Isaiah 48:16. It says, draw near to me, hear this, since the beginning, I have not spoken in secret. So you're thinking that this is God speaking, right? From the time it existed, I was there. So now, Adonai Elohim, the Lord God, has sent me and his Ruach and his spirit. So this is actually Yeshua in the Hebrew Scriptures speaking, saying that I was there in the beginning. I was there. So now you, Father, the Lord God, has sent me and his Spirit. I mean, again, this is all 700 years before Yeshua's birth. And even in Psalm 22, 15 through 19, we see a prophetic picture of Yeshua being crucified before Romans even use this type of killing. But there it is in Scripture. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are disjointed. My heart is like wax, melting with, within my inwards. My strength is dried up like a clay pot. My tongue clings to its to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. A band of evildoers has closed in on me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stare. They gape at me. They def- divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. I mean, this is pretty eerie considering, again, that this is probably a thousand years before Yeshua's crucifixion. Oh, my goodness. Right? Well, we're going to continue this. I am so very, very sorry that it's time to end the program, but you can be sure we will continue this, and we have a lot more. This is going to take a few weeks to unpack, but you can get this information a lot of it. If you if you ask for it, just call our office, 813-831-5673. Or if you want to say 813-831-LORD. That will help you remember, right? 831-LORD? Okay. Well, you'll Get one of our people, Karen or one of the others, and they can email you or send you by snail mail. 
the sharing packet and the I Have a Friend book and the prayer guide for uh, during prayer and fasting. So give us a call. Uh, certainly you can always reach me by emailing me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Come visit us. I just pray. Well, let's close in prayer. Father, I just pray that this time of sharing our faith, talking about sharing our faith, will go deep into the hearts and to the spirits of each person listening, that they will be excited and that this will be a week of sharing faith like no other has been. So, Lord, anoint them, and I pray that their first priority would be to grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.